This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. Great being here to talk about the Parsha, very important Parsha. A Parsha that not only changed the life of an individual, but in actual fact changed our lives as well. Indeed, it changed the course of history. It changed the entire structure of the world. The world began a new place. And of course, I refer to our patriarch Abraham of Ramavino, who was told by God to go to a land that he will ultimately show him. And over there, he will become great and powerful as he was destined to do. Abraham, of course, is the first of the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And our sages tell us that whatever happens to the patriarchs happens to us as well. And therefore, we have to look at this parsha with a degree of careful insight, because we're not only talking about a historical fact. We're not only going to talk about a great person at a specific time in history. We are going to talk about a passage a way that affects our lives as well. We have to see within this Parsha how we can glean from it a degree of insight, direction, teaching to ourselves so that we can handle the business of life correctly because the business of life is what life is all about, the ability of dealing with situations, of encountering situations, of understanding challenges, of giving true measure to reward, understanding our relationships. And it's precisely within these parashiyot when we live together with the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that we see all these things unfolding. Abraham, of course, is a great human being at this stage. He is an individual who at a very young age recognized Well, the dominance of God, the presence of God, God is creator. He looked at a world and he said there has to be a master to this place. It's inconceivable that the world runs as it does with such precision, with such exact movement, without any supreme being guiding it. And of course, as a result of his probing, of his thinking, some say the age of three, others say the age of 13, but it was a young age that he recognized God. And he felt that in the world that he lived, an idolatrous world, a world that was ethically very unstable, morally very unstable, that Abraham felt that he had a mission. He had to go out to the world and speak to the world about this idea of ethical monotheism, that there is one God, and this God expects us to behave in a way which, in fact, will indicate a sense of responsibility on the part of human beings within this world. Because for a moment, let's step back and take a look how this book of Bereshit of Genesis began. God creates the world. In it, he puts... Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and Paradise. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, and we've spoken about that a number of times, whatever reason, they make the wrong choices and they are cast into darkness. The gift of living in the Garden of Eden and Paradise is taken away and they have to cope with all sorts of challenges within a world that is a difficult world. And time and again we come across stories of disaster, of murder, of, well, the most horrible things that can happen to human beings. A brother kills a brother, jealousy is rampant, etc., etc. And finally, God comes to the conclusion that he regrets having created the world. Because after all, he had hoped that man would choose correctly and live correctly and in fact become a partner to creation, as we've often discussed. But indeed, what does man do? 
man turns against God. Man gives in to his most base and selfish and violent instincts. He becomes a creature of destruction and disaster until God said that he's had enough. And there's only one family, Noah and his family. Noah who found the grace in the eyes of God. Noah who was a righteous man. But otherwise, all of mankind, indeed all of creation, all the animals living on land were destroyed as well in the great flood and the great deluge. Ten generations after the creation of the world, the world has to start again on the journey of trying to live responsibly as creatures of God. But then again, they make the mistake. It's the generation of the great division who built a tower to attack God. Ten generations of again, man falls into the trap of idolatry of well, unethical, immoral behavior. And finally, there is Abraham. And Abraham looks at this world and he realizes that it's not enough for him to recognize God. It's not enough for him to understand that there is a God who created the world and guides the world, directs the world, and expects him to behave correctly. But if, in fact, this world will continue, and it should continue, because it's the ultimate divine plan of God, It's important that he convinces as many people as possible that he teaches them a way of correctness, a way of faith, a way of decency, a way of goodness. And he preaches, and thousands of people begin to follow him and his wife Sarah at the time because they are overwhelmed by the brilliance, by the insight, by the honesty, by the truth of what Abraham and Sarah are preaching. And this is how this Parsha opens up. We come to a new dimension in Abraham's life. Up to this point, he wasn't instructed by God to do what he is doing, to walk out to the world and change the world, and he does just that. This Parsha opens up where God says to him, Lech Lecha, you are now going to go into the world as my agent. I'm appointing you as an individual who will go into the world and continue the work that you started on an altogether different level. You will raise it to a level which is unprecedented. You will, in fact, teach all of mankind what faith is all about, what one God is all about, what decency, what goodness, what ethical behavior, what moral behavior is all about. And becoming an agent of God, this empowers Abraham to fulfill his duty with extraordinary success. And not only that, but to realize and to recognize that it becomes the responsibility of the individual to enter into this world and encounter all sorts of challenges, even difficulties, in order to fulfill that incredible duty, that incredible responsibility of becoming a partner of God in creation and fulfilling the purpose of creation. God created this immense, massive universe. And within it, at the center, he places earth, and within earth, he places man. And this specific creature, this limited creature called man, yes, is able to fulfill the purpose of all of creation. And each and every one of us has a specific dimension within himself, within herself, that he or she are the only ones who can correct that particular detail within creation. Creation is immense. It covers huge amounts of time and space. Millions and billions of people born into this world. And each and every one 
has a very specific duty to fulfill. We might not know it, and this is why we try to do as many good things as we possibly can, but the fact remains, each and every single one of us has something which is unique, specific, particular to that individual, and he is able to correct that particular dimension of God's immense, incredible creation. And this is the job that's given to Abraham to go out and teach the world not only about ethical monotheism, he's been doing that for quite a bit of time, but to teach humankind, to teach every single individual that they have the capacity and the ability within them, the God-given strength, the God-given energy, the God-given gift of doing specifically something that no one else in all of creation from the beginning to the end of time is able to accomplish. And this is the message that Abraham is now going to carry to the world. And he's going to do it in a way as we follow his progress, as we follow his life, that is not easy. It's not something which comes automatically. It comes with huge challenges. We'll talk about that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about each and every one of us having a specific duty, a specific responsibility, a specific area within creation that only each and every one of us is able to correct and somehow bring to ultimate fulfillment. God created this immense, incredible, beautiful world, a world that is truly huge in size, truly huge in potential, and truly huge in greatness, in divine greatness, and spiritual greatness. And each and every one of us has the ability of correcting one specific area. This is the gift that God gives each and every one of us. And it's indicative in the opening words of this week's parsha. It says, Lech lecha, go lecha into yourself. In other words, there is a journey. Lech, there's a journey. Go into yourself and you'll see within yourself tremendous power, tremendous strength, tremendous ability. If you look at the inner dimension of yourself, not the way you have well, been raised in a particular sort of manner. You have to leave all those things behind, the social elements, the perhaps even the paternal elements. You have to look at yourself and see yourself and know yourself to such a degree. You will see what treasures you possess within your mind, within your heart, within your body, within your soul. You have to really know that there is an inner you that is quite, quite extraordinary. But for those who are familiar, you know, when you take a look at a Torah scroll, there are no vowels. And this is why the word lech lecha could perhaps also be read as lecha lech. Lech lecha means go lecha into yourself. Lecha lech means, well, into yourself you should go. Why have, why does Torah speak about going before we speak about the inner self? Why not the other way around? And there's a very subtle but very profound difference between the reading on those two bases. Number one, if you say lech lecha, you're emphasizing the journey. Lecha is the reward, the destination, the end result. When you say lecha lech, into you, into yourself, lech you must go, then of course the destination is first and foremost And the journey is only a means to an end, the path by which you get to that place. 
What Torah is emphasizing over here, and this is something which is being told to Abraham, what Torah is emphasizing is that the journey, the way you get to that destination, the way you get to know yourself, the path you take, the journey that you take, is in a sense more important than the destination. Yes, of course the destination is important. Knowing yourself, understanding yourself, recognizing the true inner you, that's a great, great place to be. But the road that we use together, the journey that we take to find out who and what we are, the journey itself is in many ways far more important. And this is something that we have to understand in every single area of life. We live in a world that we are very reward-oriented, and this is why we want the end result. We want it quickly, perhaps in the language of today. We want it, and we want it now. We want it all, and we want it now. We don't want to go through the rigors, through the difficulties, through the challenges of how we get to that point. And as we take a look at the life of Abraham, right after he's given this incredible blessing, this incredible gift, this incredible mission by God. He has to descend into the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt at that time, which was the most unethical, immoral, idolatrous place on earth, where they kidnapped his wife, and he has to go through all sorts of difficulties until such time that even Pharaoh recognizes the greatness, the spirituality, the true power of Abraham, and not only releases his wife, but tells the people around him to make sure that Abraham is treated with huge respect. This is the very first step that he takes. One wonders, why would God do something like that? Why would God put him into a situation of such difficulty, of such potential disaster and damage? Why would God, if he just gave them this incredible duty and responsibility of being his agent to carry the word of God, being the owner of this world to all of humankind, why introduce him to a situation of great difficulty at the outset? And the answer, of course, is because in order for Abraham to fulfill his duty as an agent of God, this mission of changing the world away from idolatry, away from immorality, toward a world of ethical monotheism, he will have to encounter the most difficult and dark situations. And the only way sometimes you get into those places is perforce. It's not something which you've chosen to do because you wanted to enter into that potentially dangerous situation. But because some sort of circumstance, some sort of divine circumstance, a preordained action was taken in order to bring you into that place of difficulty, of darkness, of great challenge, because there is something that you have to do there as well. It's not only in perfect situations, it's not only in wonderful situations that you can fulfill and you have to fulfill your purpose upon earth. It's wherever you are, and this is why, interestingly enough, the Jewish people have been everywhere. In every single corner of the world, there's always been one individual who went to the strangest of places because this is God's great plan. Each and every one of us, as I said before, being a child of Abraham, we have the capacity and the responsibility of continuing his great work on earth, of perfecting the creation of God into a place that ultimately will receive Mashiach in the fullest sense of the word. Lech Lecha, the journey, 
is as important as the destination. Lech Lecha means that we have to understand, individually as people, collectively as a nation, we have to understand that we will go through some very strange and worrying places until we get to our destination. You just can't arrive at your destination. You have to work each and every single inch meter of the way in order to get there and in order to be successful. It's like everything important in life. It takes tremendous effort. It takes tremendous work. It's not something which simply falls into our lap. It's not something which comes automatically. Lech means make sure that the journey is... Well, authentic in every sense of the word. And we invest the most precious thing that we possess in order to be successful in this journey. We, in fact, invest our time in whatever we are doing. Time is the most precious element that we possess. And it's along this way that we invest this time, this life, in order to ensure that our journey to that great destination is one that is truly authentic, truly faithful to the will of God. And this is why each and every single thing that we do, each and every single encounter that we have, each and every single relationship that we develop, each and every single moment along that journey, and by divine providence, by preordained divine providence, we are taken from place to place, and I speak again of the individual, and I speak about the nation. We have been everywhere, every single society, every single power, every single great land and small land. Somehow we are there. And more than often we had to suffer in those circumstances. And it's precisely that which changes the world slowly but surely. Sometimes it's difficult to see it. Sometimes as we look forward we see incredible challenges ahead. But if we look behind us, if we look in the past, if we have an authentic view, an honest view of history, of our history, we will see that we have paved the path of greatness through God's world, and we have challenged the most powerful of nations, the most powerful of people, and we have succeeded. And so we go forward bringing light, bringing purpose, bringing divine energy, even into the most darkest of places. And it's not necessary to go through a whole historical review of those dark places, but the fact remains that each and every one of us has been through situations where challenge is great. And it's precisely there that we have to call upon the incredible energy and power that we possess. God would not put us into any space or place or time or situation or relationship or encounter if he didn't give us the strength, the power to deal with it and to deal with it correctly. But there has to be the will on our part. We have to want to do the right thing. We have to take that which we possess and apply it correctly. It's easy to throw up our hands and say, it's too difficult, it's overwhelming, and give up. That's not only difficult, it's downright wrong, it's disastrous. It brings out the worst within ourselves. It brings out the worst within 
the creation that we are responsible to fulfill, to create an element of greatness, of holiness, wherever we are. This is Abraham. Abraham goes into the darkest of situations, whether it's in the land of Mitzrayim, whether it's encountering the great powerful kings that are at war with each other and have kidnapped nephew Lot, whether it's with Lot himself that he has to deal with in terms of ethics and decency and honesty, wherever it is, close and personal situations, vast universal situations, world movements of Rahm walks through every one. Not easy. He has ten great tests. He is given incredible challenges by God, one after the other. But each and every single one of them, Abraham understands and knows this is the road, this is the path that God has chosen for him to follow. Yes, of course he will come to the great destination. Abraham is a man of incredible spiritual power, and he will get to the place that he has to be. There is no question about that. But even he has to go through a journey. How much more so each and every one of us? Because as we go along this journey of life, we become stronger and stronger. As we go through the challenges of life, the obstacles that try to make us fall and stumble and deter us from going forward correctly, once we've overcome those moments of difficulty, once we've taken those challenges, met them head on and gone forward with a tremendous sense of determination and faith and strength, we become stronger, we become greater, we become far more able to continue the journey and to meet even greater challenges. And one would think, you know, challenges. Who wants challenges in life? Yes, we don't ask for challenges. But God in his infinite wisdom presents each and every one of us with certain challenges. And this is what Abraham is teaching us. Abraham is teaching us not to be frightened of the challenges that come along. We have the capacity. We have the ability. We have the strength. And all we need is that element of desire to meet up with that moment of challenge and to deal with it correctly. Lech lecha. The emphasis, of course, is on the going, the journey, no matter how long it takes. Sometimes it takes a lifetime. Sometimes it takes ten lifetimes. Sometimes it takes much more than ten lifetimes. We see the journey of the Jewish people, an ongoing journey. And while, of course, it's a road that has not been an easy one, we can say with a tremendous degree of strength, of dignity, of honor, of pride, that we have done incredible things in this world. We have shown the world, one after the other, that ultimately faith in God, ethical monotheism, faith in one God, and fulfilling the will of God through fulfilling his commandments is the only way for the world to go forward and become a better place. And even though from time to time there are people, there are nations, there are individuals who stand up and try to create a different view of the world, and to a degree they might be successful, but only for a while. And it doesn't matter how long that while is, ultimately what we stand for reigns supreme. Ultimately what we stand for 
becomes the reality that continues. Everything else falls by the wayside. This is the journey. This is the road that we have to take. This is Lech Lecha. And along the way, it's not only the ultimate destination that we come to. Each and every step of the journey is not only a journey, but it's a destination as well. Each and every one of us, every time we encounter, every time we do something, every time we meet a challenge, we are coming face to face with another dimension of our inner self. And it's not something, well, we've done the job of going through the road and finally we are here, we graduate. That's not the way it works. Each and every single time we encounter anything that we are obligated to make choices about and to deal with, we begin to understand ourselves more and more and more. It's not just one road to an ultimate destiny. It's a road that every single step is a part of that destiny as well of l'cha of coming to understand ourselves, but more of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the great journey of life, of taking every single situation and recognizing that every single step of this journey is actually part of the destination. Each and every single encounter, each and every single action ultimately is a road through which, a window through which we begin to have a glimpse more and more of ourselves, who we truly are. And perhaps if we take a look at one or two of the details of the Parsha, we begin to understand how we can achieve this in a far better manner. One of the stories that we read about in this week's Parsha is the great battle of the kings, and Lot has been kidnapped by one of the kings, and Abraham goes into battle with his trusted servant and others in order to capture his nephew and to bring a modicum of peace to the troubled world in which he lived. What does that tell us? What that tells us is that you have to be fearless. And although being fearless is not something which comes easily or automatically, the fact is each and every one of us has the capacity of being less fearful than we are. We have to have a degree of courage. We have to have a degree of strength. No, we're not being called upon to go into battle against powerful kings who are waging war against each other, raging against each other, and trying to do something which is good, trying to do something which is correct. But in the lesser capacity, from time to time, there are things that we have to do that takes a degree of courage. And we can summon up from within ourselves a degree of courage. So sometimes we're ashamed to do something. Sometimes we're afraid to do something. Sometimes, well, we just think it's not our place. It's not something that we should be doing. We have to have the courage to do the right thing at the right time. And while we might not always be successful, the fact is every single time we somehow bring out that dimension of strength and courage within us, we become more courageous, we become stronger people. So the next time courage is called for, we will have the capacity of dealing it in a far easier manner. 
In other words, even though it might sound like a formidable, formidable encounter, Abraham going against the mighty kings of the time, the fact remains that Avraham was fearless. And this is something which he bequeathed to each and every single one of us. Being the patriarch, being that he is our father, he gave this strength to each and every one of us because we are his children. And this is an inheritance, and it comes to us, well, automatically, as does an inheritance. And this is the gift that Abraham gives us, the ability to be strong, the ability to be powerful, the ability of not to become frightened, but to be courageous in certain situations of life. There's another story in this week's Parsha. And that is, Abraham is not happy the way that the, well, the herders, the riders, the... Uh, people working for Lot are behaving, they are not exercising honesty, they are entering into fields that don't belong to them, they don't muzzle their animals, and they allow their animals to graze everywhere. Abraham is not happy with this. So he turns to his nephew Lot, who by the way became wealthy as a result of his relationship with Abraham, and he says to Lot, it's obvious that you and I cannot live together. You have different values, you have different ideas. However you justify the way you behave, I cannot accept this unethical behavior, not from you and certainly not from your servants, and it's not something that I want, nor is it something that I want my herders or my camel riders to learn. And he says, let's part company. You go your way, I go my way. If you choose the right, I'll go to the left. If you choose the left, I'll go to the right. I give you the option of taking the choice first. What's that all about? You know, sometimes a person thinks, I live in a difficult world. I live in a challenging world. I live in an imperfect world. And therefore, even though I'm committed on a larger level to do the right thing, I'm committed to somehow fulfill my duty as an individual who has a duty to fulfill the mission from God. But it's not absolutely necessary that I'm careful about each and every little thing that surrounds me, particularly within my own environment. And the lesson that we learn from Abraham is everything is important. You can't say, well, this is the way the society is, this is the way people behave, this is something which, well, if I overlook it, it's not the end of the world. Sometimes overlooking something which might appear to be minimal, in fact, is able to wreak havoc in your life and in the lives of those around you, those who look to you for protection and guidance. And this is something that we have to understand as we see the big picture of life, as we see the huge challenges of life. We have to keep our eyes open to what we consider the smaller dimensions because precisely there that can have the most incredible influence, positive or God forbid negative, upon our lives as well. And these stories and more in this week's parish, we begin to see how Abraham deals with challenges of life. Whatever he encounters, he encounters with extraordinary, extraordinary authenticity, with courage, with strength, with honesty, with a preparedness to change and with a preparedness to change others as well. And so he does. He changes the world in which he lives. He teaches them. He shows them by example and by word what the correct way of life is. This is why this Parsha is so very important. It's a Parsha that talks to us about our journey of life. 
each and every one of us, no matter how old or young, no matter where we are, no matter where we come from, no matter the influences that brought us to the place that we are now, each and every one of us has this incredible responsibility. Each and every one of us needs guidance. Each and every one of us needs to be shown how to deal with the issues of life correctly. And this is why this Parsha, which begins, in a sense, the odyssey, the journey of the Jewish people. This is something which is important for each and every one of us, and this is why we have to look at every single detail of this parsha and say, how did Avraham deal in this situation? How did Avraham choose to behave at this particular moment, at this particular juncture, when he was challenged with a situation of great difficulty? And we learn from that to a lesser or greater degree. We take that lesson and make it our own. And when we make it our own, we become truly a child of Abraham, a child of courage, a child of strength, a child of tremendous responsibility. So when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully to the Parsha. Each and every single story that's told in this Parsha has well springs of knowledge, of insight of lessons that we can learn. Each and every single story talks to us in terms of our own situations in life. Each and every one of us needs direction and guidance, and it's precisely in this Parsha that we get it. So listen carefully to the reading of the Torah. Take some time and study it as well. Make it your own, the Shabbos.